Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Association Leadership Radio. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Association Leadership Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today on the show, we have Kip Morse with the International Association of Better Business Bureaus. Welcome, Kip. Hey, thanks for having me. I am so excited to talk to you and learn more. Please tell us a little bit about the International Association of Better Business Bureaus for the folks who aren't familiar. I'm sure everybody's heard of the Better Business Bureau, but the Association for Better Business Bureaus is exciting, and I'm excited to hear about it. Yeah, so you know, Better Business Bureaus have been around for uh, 110 years now. There, we've got 95 BBBs in 165 different locations in North America, and so we have an international association that uh, is fairly new. I mean, we've always had an umbrella organization, but we broke away from a much larger association. And so, for our line of business, this is the association that that runs BBB.org and and serves the stakeholders of the BBBs and uh, provides uh, resources and uh, brand alignment across North America to, to help those BBBs um, have the biggest impact in their communities. Now, can you educate us a little bit about the history of the BBB? How did that get started? Yeah, really. I, one of the first BBBs was out of uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, and they were really formed for um, business owners getting together and recognizing that um, in, in the free market, free enterprise system, there's a responsibility required to, to operate a business and, uh, and that we should set standards um, so that the government doesn't have to come in and, and provide all sorts of regulations. And so it was really around responsibilities. There was uh, Rotarians oftentimes were a big part of, uh, of the first BBBs that were getting started. And then it kind of just moved across the country and uh, local communities decided to start their own BBBs and, and set those standards for how to operate and separate themselves from those businesses that uh, that were taking advantage of the system and, and taking advantage of consumers. Now, so it kind of organically grew at the beginning? At the beginning, it did. And then, and then they felt as though the need was to have an association. So there's been a number of variations of, of the association, but yeah, it, it organically grew. I knew I started with a BBB in, uh, down in Northeast Florida, and that actually started within the Chamber of Commerce as a better business division. And then once they realized that the, the missions were very different and that we were evaluating businesses based on standards, they separated from the chamber and became a better business bureau. So some are 110 years old and others are you know, more like 50 years old. But yeah, the collaboration of communities that uh, move towards having a better business bureau. Now, once you're in a market, how does that work in a given market? So you have your, you have overarching kind of standards, right? That you're saying this is how we recommend businesses, um, you know, serve and uh, these are kind of the rules of the game. And then you look for local business people to raise their hand and say, I agree with that. Yeah, pretty much so. But uh, because we have robust data and we build profiles on businesses um, and um, and businesses come to us because we have a, a rating system, um, it's around 
um, uh, introducing businesses to what all the value of the Better Business Bureau is, we consider it a community of trustworthy businesses. So, um, you know, in the older days, it was more of, you know, the guardian of public trust and be, and businesses would support us because they'd say, yes, we want there to be a better business bureau. We love the work you do on, on protecting the community from scams and, uh, um, and evaluating businesses that are, aren't operating properly. But then it kind of shifted more and, and our focus is much more now around building better businesses. And so, when a business is in a community and they, they need help and they know that trust is, you know, the, the number one component that's going to drive success, um, they want to understand what, the, what trust means. And so that dives into, uh, you know, customer service and uh, dispute resolution and leading with high character leadership and ethics and, and, uh, and involving yourself in the community. And so we set those standards and then try to, um, convey those to businesses and, and help them. If they're, if they're not properly licensed and they want to be a part of our community, we help them get properly licensed You know, work with them in any way, shape or form that they, they need assistance. So it sounds like over the years it's evolved and, but it's always around standards, standards of trust and character, things like that. Yeah. We always say standard based organization. Um, you know, we've got, um, we've got, the standards that we evaluate businesses on in, in order for them to become accredited with us. And if they become accredited with us, it opens up the opportunity to work with us on a lot of different uh, initiatives. And then we've got um, even higher level standards where we just finished up our interna- international torture work for ethics. And we evaluate businesses based on character, culture, community, and customers. And so those businesses really kind of highlight what we stand for and what the the brand stands for. And so we we utilize them to one, honor them, but then also showcase, this is what it looks like. These are businesses that um, that put a lot of, are very intentional around um, how they build out those four quadrants. Now, um, what are some of the challenges in the, in the markets that you serve? Is it, um, do, do companies embrace the BBB as they once did? I remember when I was younger, that was like kind of that stamp of approval that this was a BBB organization, so I knew I can kind of trust it. And in today's world with so many, you know, online Yelp reviews, things like that, people are going to other places for, um, you know, kind of a, at least a glimpse of what trust could be. Yeah, that's that's why we do a lot of collaboration because um, absolutely we encourage them to go to lots of different places because there's lots of different uh, aspects of trust. <laughs> we we want to build more into our business profiles and we're doing that. But we're still looking at, you know, upwards to 20 million people coming to our website every single month and um, and, and looking for uh, businesses they can trust. And the, the fact that we have 165 locations, so I refer to it as boots on the ground, we know the, the players in the communities and we can, um, we can have a lot of data on them. And so if a company, let's say a company is going south or has a, an F rating, um, and they, they know that that's, it's very difficult to operate with an F rating if, if consumers are coming and finding that out. Um, if they, decide to shut that down and open up another company to try to get a better rating. We have that information in our database and, and we can tie that to their, their business practices and, and vice versa. If, if they are operating a, a fantastic company, 
and they open up another company, we know the type of, uh, of a business that they're going to operate. So it's, it's, a, it's a matter of using the data and then engaging in the local communities and, um, and working with those businesses. Um, and, and when you say that, that seal, you know, it's really the sign of a better business is what we're, is our moniker. And it's, it's still incredibly valuable to businesses so that they can, um, they understand that consumers are looking for some uh, businesses they can trust and they know that we've evaluated them based on standards. And if they decide, or if there's something takes place where they all of a sudden decide they're not going to respond to complaints and resolve them satisfactorily, or they're no longer licensed, or they end up with a government action, then they lose that accreditation and it affects their rating. Um, so it's it's an opportunity to to work with the business and try to understand what they might be struggling with. Now, in your role as uh, the CEO of the International Association of Better Business Bureaus, the you're helping those people in the local markets um, kind of serve their community better and giving them best practices, giving them tools that they can use and implement locally. Exactly. Um, you know, the goal of the uh, of the international association is to you know how how at an enterprise level can we. Um, can we take the responsibility of whether it's um, whether it's marketing, um, whether it's the infrastructure in the um, in the website, the user experience coming to the website, um, consistency on the website for for business resources and content? How can we deliver that up so that the local BBBs can spend their time with their expertise of working with the businesses? And, uh, and really having the most impact that they have. So we don't, we don't want to build a system whereby, um, local BBBs have to do so much data, um, integrity work that can be done at the enterprise level. We want to give them the resources so that they're, they're marketing to businesses and their marketing to consumers is effective and, and done at the, uh, at the level that a brand like the BBB, um, is required. So you're trying to take kind of the back office heavy lifting from technology and data management off their plate so they can focus on that kind of like you said, boots on the ground, shaking hands and kissing babies part of the the networking and marketing locally. Yeah, exactly. But um, but the shaking hands and kissing babies is, is, uh, is a lot more int- intensive. They do a lot more of uh, um, dispute resolution, answering calls from consumers, working with businesses evaluating them based on standards, having, they all have their local boards of directors. And so um, they're really having to evaluate whether a business is still worthy of accreditation. Um, and then they, they're engaged in, in collaborations and partnerships, whether it's with the SBDC, the SBA, um, other associations that, uh, that um, trade associations that, that really have high standards of trust for their own members. Um, so, um, there's, you know, they're, they're never at a loss for uh, for work to be done at the local level. But it sounds like over the years, their role has evolved from not just being a directory of these are accredited resources, but you're also trying to help those local businesses, you know, maintain and stay trustworthy and give them tools themselves to, you know, serve their clients better to uphold the standards of the BBB. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the, the best case scenario, case study is, um, you know, Phoenix, uh, 
San Diego, um, and a couple of additional, additional locations. They actually have um, uh, incubators, uh, co-working spaces, uh, Kiva hubs where they have small business loans that they provide. Um, and so they're working with uh, really new uh, young entrepreneurs that are um, at catching them early on and helping them build um, their businesses out. Um, that's been kind of a wave across North America where there's going to be more of those co-working spaces. Some of it was started before the pandemic, but the pandemic um, obviously was with opening up some of the spaces and people working from home on the, on the back room um, areas. Um, it opens up those spaces to be collaborative spaces that, uh, that businesses love. And, um, and that, that enables us to have those conversations with businesses like we've never had before. Now, you've been with the BBB for quite some time. Is there a story that stands out to you of maybe a local business that joined and, and really was able to take their business to a new level because of that, um, you know, stamp of approval th- th- via the BBB? Well, I mean, there's, yeah, there's all sorts of them. Um, you know, there was, uh, there was one in, um, so, so I ran the Columbus BBB for 20 years and there was one in Columbus that, um, was already a, a really good company. It was a bank and, uh, and we really worked with them on, um, uh, taking it to another level with the, some of the programs we have with the trust score and, um, and the student integrity awards and, and the torch awards. And so they became very intentional about um, wanting to develop a culture of high character within their organization. And they used a lot of our resources and then ended up becoming a torch award you know, for ethics recipient. And, uh, um, and it was, we used that as a case study uh, for really taking it to another level. Um, but then there's stories where, you know, you have a business that, has a all of a sudden has a C or D rating and they're in the roofing industry and um, and they're upset that they have that rating and we, we bring them into the office and we say okay we've reviewed all all the complaints and it seems there's a common thread here that um, that the delay in responding to those complaints and the light bulb went off for them and they said you know we give bonuses to our um, to the um, to the leads at the team leads on the different uh, jobs if they don't get any complaints. And so what's happening is they're making sure those complaints don't ever make it to the home office. And so they're kind of, you know, doing what they can, but it's not sufficient. They changed their entire model um, based on the data that we had and, um, and they no longer saw those complaints and their rating began to improve. So it's insights into, um, you know, business models that people might have. And if we say, um, you know, there's a pattern of complaints and this is what it looks like. It might be their advertising. It might be that they, um, they're promising something that they can't deliver. And, um, and so we can help share with them that, you know, this is deceptive and misleading because you can't deliver on it. And so they, they make changes and, um, and we, we help them understand what causes that rating to go bad. Now, do you have any advice for other leaders of associations, um, uh, when it comes to, um, you know, when you're working, it's almost like a client's client, like your people are working with business people locally. So when there's organizations out there that have chapters maybe, and then they're dealing with um, 
members. Is there ways that you've learned that can help the communication and the sharing of best practices get disseminated quickly or efficiently throughout the network in a, in a, in a way that, um, you know, kind of gets those learnings out of the hands of maybe one person that's doing a, an innovative thing into the hands of others? Yeah, I mean, really around collaboration. I mean, whenever I talk to businesses, I'd say, you know, you got to cover your ABCs. You, you should be a part of it at your, your trade association, part of the Better Business Bureau, and a part of your Chamber of Commerce. Now, there's lots more as well with the SBDC and, and, and the SBA and, um, and, uh, and, and different groups to work with. Um, now, you know, with young entrepreneurs, there's so many different, uh, um, incubators and work groups that we are, um, we can, we can go to those and we can present, you know, modules or, or, um, trainings on building trust within your customers, whereas they might be doing, you know, everything from finance to, uh, you know, accounting to, uh, budgeting or whatever else they're working with the business on. Um, so it's a matter of, collaborating and finding, you know, what is really your niche in terms of educating a business and, um, and let's, let's work together on that. And so we've got a, we've got a national MOU with the SBDC, um, so that we can share what resources they have and then vice versa, they can share um, the resources the BAB has. So what do you need more of? How can we help? Well, I think we just, we need more businesses to to understand um, and seek out the BBB and understand that we're much more, like you said, we're much more than a um, a website for consumers to check on businesses. It's really more about businesses um, finding out how their local um, Better Business Bureau can walk hand in hand in helping them uh, grow their business, uh, develop trust within um, their community, and uh, uh, and use a lot of the, the resources that we've developed I and mean, the cost savings alone on, on a number of the partnerships that we've got um, uh, is immense. And um, so I think it's it, explore your local Better Business Bureau. It's not your grandfather's BBB and, uh, and see what you find out. And for those who want to learn more, what's the website? You can go to BBB.org. And, um, and, and the way that our website works is you, it, you will, based on where your IP address is coming from, you will be, um, your, it'll open up to your local community's BBB site. And then you can change that if you're, if you're wanting to check out other sites and other locations, but go to BBB.org and that's, uh, they're all centrally located right there. And then once you do that, you can drill down to the, the BBB nearest you and then uh, reach out and contact, uh, the person running that. Yeah, you can contact the person running that. You can. Uh, we have live chat built in, so you can do a live chat um, right there on the spot. Um, and uh, and there's a section on that site that says for businesses, and so you can even just kind of do your own little review and see what what they have for businesses, and uh, and get a sense of uh, of you know all the different resources that are available. Well, Kip, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing such important work, and we appreciate you. Thank you very much, Lee. I appreciate being on. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Association Leadership Radio.